Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 46. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal from Sky Duke High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for improving your school leadership. Thanks for joining me today. Today I want to talk about a topic that relates back to my own story. I want to talk about ways to respond to resistance. Ways to respond to resistance. If you want to hear previous episodes of this podcast or check out free resources for school leaders, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. You know, one of my favorite college education professors would often start class with a provoking question. And I remember this professor in particular because he would stand in front of the class he was an older professor whose tie was always a little too short uh, for his shirt. But he would stand there with his large hands lifted out in the air, his voice booming and his thumbs turned up, and he would say, Disequilibrium is the beginning of education. Now, it took me a while to figure out what he meant by disequilibrium is the beginning of education. But over and over again, what he was trying to provoke us with as a retired public school teacher and as an older professor who had given his life to the classroom, he was trying to help this room full of future teachers see that the greatest learning opportunities typically start first when we are shaken from our normal way of thinking into the process of problem solving. So disequilibrium or being uncomfortable or being moved out of your comfort zone are ways for us to learn. So challenges are often ways for us to grow in ways that we never have before. And with that in mind, I want to talk this week and ask you, what are some healthy ways that you embrace tension? How can the resistance that you feel in your leadership help you grow? as a leader or an educator or even as a person in life? And how have some of the more difficult moments that you have birthed greater opportunities? Let me just relate some of my own story. Years ago, uh, when I felt the need to move from assistant principal to principal, I was beginning to feel a little restless uh, because I couldn't find any openings that were good fits for me. And as I wrestled with my own frustrations at my inability to transition, I decided to begin to explore uh, some other options. And I, I found a really good book by Dan Miller called 48 Days to the Work You Love. And this book was really a fantastic way for me to invest in my own growth and to consider my own strengths and whether or not my values and my goals and talents were being used to their best abilities. 
And so through the practical steps of this book, um, I eventually was reassured that I was in the right profession. Uh, This book helps you explore uh, the kinds of goals and skills and talents that you have to decide if you are in the right place or perhaps need to move into something else. And for for me, in this case, uh, Dan Miller's book uh, was a reassurance for me that I needed to keep growing in my own knowledge and in the field where I was planted. So I began looking for openings. And that experience actually opened me up to some really exhilarating moments, but also some moments of painful rejection. I interviewed for some openings that I thought were going to be good fits for me uh, that resulted in me being told no. And up until this point, I had never been through interview processes where I had not been offered a position. But sometimes when you're moving trying to move up in terms of uh, your career, you start running into to ceilings. At the time, those ceilings begin to birth in me some pretty amazing and creative ideas. In fact, it's one of the one of the reasons that I launched this podcast, or excuse me, first my blog and then later this podcast. I began to experience the frustration of wanting to to expand my leadership growth and although I was having opportunities within my school to do so, I was also uh, having opportunities outside my school to do so, uh, in invitations to speak uh, and to guest talk at university classes and, and aspiring principal workshops. And so as I began to search and stretch and, and look towards where I could grow personally, I also began to grow professionally before I even found that principal position where I'm serving now. Sometimes when you take time to explore, you become intimately aware of your own motives and your reasons for the things that you do. Eventually, the right doors open for me to do what I'm doing today, but I'm not sure that I would be doing the things that I'm doing now if I hadn't first gone through the difficulties of having to explore and search my motivations and being willing to, to face uh, challenges and focus on how can I grow so that I have the opportunity that I want to have next. So today, I want to just share with you five takeaways that I think are important to remember about how resistance is not always counterproductive. It's often necessary to push through the tensions in our lives to reach right directions. So let me ask you, what kinds of resistance are you facing As you are persisting, I just want to give you five ideas to keep in mind uh, from my own experience that may help you in your own. Number one, first remember that you're not alone. If I believed I was facing every day dependent upon my own abilities and my own strength, I would be incredibly limited in my possibilities. And so personally, um, as a person of faith, I don't believe that I face resistance alone. In fact, I don't believe anyone does. And I believe that we can all be assured that we have a measurable assistance and peace for very difficult times when we make ourselves um, open to it. Now, if you you are not a person that practices uh, faith as I do, I, I understand that. But I'm just sharing from you from my own personal experience that it's an it's a it's amazingly comforting and strengthening strengthening for me to realize that I'm not alone. I'm also I'm not not only not alone in my faith, I'm also not alone in my pursuit of my journey because I'm surrounded by other people who are resources and strengths and who have experience that I can reach out to. And so if you are facing resistance, remember you're not alone. 
whether that's reaching out in prayer or whether that's reaching out to your community or whether that's reaching out to other leaders, remember that other people have been through the things that you've been through and they can provide amazing support. Number two, remember there are also people on your team who help carry your loads. Don't forget to look around you at the people that surround you right now, not just the people outside of your organization or outside of your school or leaders who you see from a distance, but remember that the people who are right around you often can provide amazing insights and feedback to the questions that you have. I've said it so often before about leadership, but leaders are not supermen. Um, Tuck in your cape, ask for help, look for those around you and ask them for feedback as you are facing resistance together. Maybe that's a resistance that's coming in terms of your own personal growth, but it could be resistance to the goals that you're trying to set as a school. Remember, you have people on your team who are there to help you carry the load, so ask. Number three, be patient with yourself, and remember that experience is a great teacher. Anytime that you're committed to improving, you're going to learn through trial and error, so be patient. Keep doing what's what's working and be honest about what doesn't. One of the best pieces of advice that I received last year, and I actually was reading this online, and I can't quote the source off the top of my head, so I'll try to look for it later and link it up in these in the show notes. But one of the most important suggestions that I've heard le- recently about trying to initiate change is don't be afraid to beta test. If you have good ideas for things that you're wanting to see accomplished in your school, then start small. Instead of creating change across the entire landscape of your school, start with a small group of individuals who are interested in trial and error so that you can beta test things on the, uh, with, with a small group. For instance, right now we're, we're looking towards some huge changes in our school and technologies in the next two years. So I've recently gathered a very small group of teachers who are advising and giving me feedback and being willing to pilot some ideas before we implement them across the school. So be patient and be willing to test things and learn through your experiences. There's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell called The Outliers where he talks about people who have amazing talents in their fields and most of them, if you look at the statistics, have put in at least 10,000 hours before reaching that level of performance called mastery. We all have a long way to go before we reach our our peaks. And so practicing and experiencing things and experimenting with things and trial and error will help you build those experiences that you need to finally break resistance and get to the goals that you so want to reach. Number four, choose to find joy rather than becoming resentful. Sometimes when I'm faced with challenging situations or resistance to change or I'm trying to move the needle in a direction I want to go and it doesn't seem like I'm going very fast, I have to remind myself this is just all a part of life. It's a part of work. It's a part of our jobs. And we can either be overwhelmed or we can face those moments of resistance with perspective. And that mindset not only will change your attitude, but it will also affect the attitudes of those with whom you're working. So stop in the resistance for a moment and choose to find joy. And number five, I've said this many times before, but look for and celebrate the small successes. At the end of any day, don't forget to find the small victories that outweigh the struggles. 
so often I will ask myself throughout a day, um, and especially at the end of a week, what are the things that have happened recently that I can celebrate and publish and give out to others so they can be a part of seeing the great things that are happening around us, which should be overwhelming the negatives that are happening around us. Sometimes it's very hard to do. But even the smallest steps in the right direction are worth remembering. So no matter what kinds of resistance you're facing, don't forget to celebrate the successes. So let me wrap this up. As educators, we know that our students need to be challenged to grapple with tough questions if they're going to find profound solutions. As educators, we know that in our own experiences, we need to be willing to make errors in our, experiment, in our experiments and, and in our experiences before we can discover miracles or discover solutions. As school leaders, we need to be willing to look at the best practices that we're trying to implement and realize that resistance comes in all of those situations. It's a natural part of growth. And we need to accept that the daily questions and challenges that we face can either frustrate us into panic or they can motivate us into growth. So as you're looking across your landscape, whether it's your school or your own personal growth, or this coming year as you're getting ready to launch into 2017, depending on when you're listening to this episode, remember those five suggestions today. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, you have others on your team who can help you carry the load. Number three, to be patient and remember that experience is a great teacher Number four, to choose to find joy rather than becoming resentful. And number five, to look for and celebrate small successes. So now it's your turn. Is there a difficulty that you're facing right now where you could use some feedback for finding a solution? Then think about those suggestions today. But also reach out to other leaders. Reach out to me or reach out to one, one another as school leaders. And, and let's share the ways that we're finding to use resistance to our advantage because you're not in this alone and what you're doing is so amazingly important because what you do every single day for students and teachers and schools matters. I want to say thank you for taking time to listen today and remind you that if you haven't subscribed for my free ebook, Eight Hats Essential Roles for School Leaders, you can do so by visiting my website and entering your email address there. Also, if you're interested in checking out my book, Principal Matters, the action, motivation, and courage needed for school leaders, you can do so there at my website at williamdparker.com or at Amazon. I hope that you have a fantastic week. I'm looking forward to the next time we can visit, and I'll see you soon.